Hi, thanks for joining us on the Renewed Mind Life podcast. I'm Carol. And I'm Denise. This is a place for Christian women who are ready to experience the freedom that comes from trusting God with your mind, body, and spirit. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back. Today, we're going to do something a little different. We decided that we would try doing a topic of the month. And this month, since it's January, we're going to do a topic called beginning. So all of the episodes that we do this month are going to be on beginnings. Okay. So we started, we we began this morning um, with something new together. Denise and I worked out together. (laughs) It was great. We did a free live workout with um, Michelle from Mm faithfulworkouts.com. Signed up for that. She's got a retreat coming up, a virtual retreat also in a couple of weeks that we're going to do. So we did 40 minutes this morning of cardio and some light weights and some good music and it was so fun yay and then we went out (laughs) yeah and then we went out for breakfast yes and there was that (laughs) so but at least we had worked out before so the calories were offset i think yeah right so denise why don't you start us out by telling everyone a little story you have about the title to today's episode all right so um as you know the title is are you giving god your best or is what you're giving just good enough So, recently I learned that not everyone gives their best. No. Yeah, so, (laughs) yeah, they don't give, uh, you know, is it that they don't give their best, or they don't care to give their best, or they don't try to give their best, or is it just not important to them, you know? Mm -hmm. That was really shocking to me, Mm -hmm. because I always thought, you you know, you just just gave your best, right? Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. I was raised to give my best. I raised my kids to always give their best, to do their best. Mm-hmm. You know? Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I found this out. I was having a conversation with my husband and he said that someone had said to him, make sure you do your best. And he was like, um, I always do my best. And I just looked at him and I was like, I was shocked. I was like, of course you would do your best. And I was like, everyone does their best. And he said to me, no, honey, they don't. <laughs> and I, I mean, I was just baffled, absolutely baffled. <laughs> I mean, just floored. I mean, I just, I didn't realize that. Just floored. Well, I think probably you were baffled because you are someone who does your best all the time. And that's just kind of the way you think everybody else does too. Right. And no, they don't No, they don't because most people, most people try, I think in some way, Or maybe not. (laughs) Yeah, no, actually, in talking, like I said, in talking to my husband, he started telling me actually people, different people, and just telling me, like, just in conversation, I realized that there are a lot of people who they just, they just okay with just good enough. Mm -hmm. That's, it's good enough. They're just good enough people. Like, oh, well, it's just good enough. Yeah. And I started realizing, like, looking at people I knew, looking at some of my students and their work and just their attitude. They're like, I'm like, do you, you really want to turn this in? They said, yeah, that it's good enough. Wow. (laughs) I was just, like I said, just baffled. Well, that's perfect. That's a perfect segue into the focus verse of the day, which is Genesis chapter four, verse seven. Yes. um, And that is, you will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must have to do it and be its master. Mm. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know why, but I just got this vision of the crouching tiger, hidden dragon. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's what it makes me think of, but I, I know it's, it's hard to do that, right? You will be accepted if you do what is right. You're supposed to do our best. We're supposed to do what is right. That's got what God wants for us, not just because it's for him. It's also good for us to do our best, right? For many years, I felt like I was constantly, when it came to my drinking, perennially, daily, I was constantly pushing the reset button. Every day was another day one. I would start each morning fresh. Sometimes I would get up early and I'd spend time reading my Bible and praying. And sometimes I wouldn't, I would skip it. Either way, after a night of drinking and waking up with that horrible, you know, that one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning and not being able to get back to sleep and the shame spiral. And I would be filled the next morning with the resolve that I was not going to drink again. I wasn't going to get sucked into the temptation. I was ready to say no. I was very confident that I was not going to drink that night. I felt like I could do it. I could do anything in the morning. And then five o'clock at night comes around. And that was my witching hour, five o'clock. So all the things that had built up over the day, you, you want, you know, the traffic in the morning, the unexpected stress that came up at work or just that person, you know, that person that works with you and just drives you nuts, right? Makes you yeah. want to scream. Or I would get my, um, I'd forget my lunch or I'd have to stay late at work to make up for all the things that I couldn't get accomplished because I was so hungover. Uh, and then I'd get home late and end up buying fast food for the kids and the family instead of a, you know, a nice healthy meal because I just didn't have time to go shopping or meal prep. And then there I would be, five o'clock, drunk again, calling anybody who I thought would give me a little sympathy because I was sure that people wanted me to call them when I was drunk. I just knew it. Oh, <laughs> drunk dial. People love that. Yeah, they love that. And I didn't think about it at the time, but in the next morning I would remember, you know, I, w I didn't think about it in the evening when I was drinking, but the next morning I would remember my promises from the previous morning. Oh, yeah. And I would... I would feel such deep shame and regret and I would cry and I would promise not again, not again. Tonight's going to be different. Thank you for your promises, God. And thank you for making me new every morning. And then it would happen again, time after time after time. And I felt that I really felt I had used up all my free passes, that God would not listen to my sob story one more time, that he was done. You know, I'm just so glad there are so many promises in the Bible that God will not and does not stay angry at us. So thank goodness he doesn't and that he's willing to hear your sob story one more time. You know, that he's just so important for us to remember that. Especially, we're not perfect. We continue mm -hmm. to falter time and time again. Yeah. You know, and one of those verses that makes me think of this, it's Jeremiah 3.12. Go and give this message to Israel. This is what the Lord says. O Israel, my faithless people, come home to me again, for I am merciful. I will not be angry with you forever. Mm. Yeah, he's so merciful. We're so undeserving. You know, clearly, just like you were talking about. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, so many promises. Um, you know, like Micah 718. Where's another God like you who pardons the guilt of the remnant overlooking the sins of his special people? You will not stay angry with your people forever because you delight in showing unfailing love. Mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so I know. And the remnant, I love that word because it's the word that describes um, the Jewish people who were left over. They had been 
taken into slavery in Babylon, and there was a remnant left that was still following God's laws, and they were making mistakes, but you know they they still knew what the laws were, right? Because we're human beings. Like when you do something wrong, as children, your parents they get mad at you, but they forgive you, and they still love you. Hopefully, <laughs> I used to work in assisted living and it used to break my heart that there were some of the elderly that lived there that never spoke to their children and they would never the kids would never come to visit them and a couple of occasions i asked like do you have children and yeah i haven't talked to them in years what happened you know that makes me think what happened that you wouldn't have had that relationship anymore who knows but i do know that we as people we hold grudges mm -hmm. we remember things of the past that we should let go and we should forget but god doesn't god's love is unfailing and it's mm -hmm. unconditional not like ours so in today's book each verse from or in today's episode each verse from genesis 4 7 god in that verse is speaking to cain um the you know cain and abel were the first of two sons their first Son, two sons of our parents, Adam and Eve. And he was speaking to Cain after Cain felt really slighted because God wasn't really enthusiastic about Cain's offering that he had brought. And Cain and Abel had both been commanded to bring an offering. Cain hadn't given it his best, and God knew that. But Cain had brought something, okay? Cain wanted God's love and acceptance. But the thing is, he didn't want to give up the sacrifice that God required, which in this case, could have been an animal, right? Could you expand on that? If you, if you look at that scripture, you, I know you have the MacArthur Bible, which goes into some great detail on that. Yeah, so if you go, I, I love the um, MacArthur Study Bible. He's got all this commentary there. And so if you go back to our focus verse of Genesis, uh, Genesis 4, 7, you go back before that around Genesis 4, 5, Abel's offering uh, was acceptable um, uh, not just because it was an animal, nor just because it was the very best of what he had, nor even just because it was the culmination of both, um, but because he had a zealous heart for God. Um, it was in every way obediently giving according to what God must have revealed, though it was not recorded in Genesis. In Genesis, it didn't say like it had to be this blood sacrifice. It wasn't recorded mm -hmm. anywhere. Um, uh, but what we have to say is that it was supposed to be the best right uh it says a zealous heart for god and every way obediently given according to what god must have must have revealed so the divine instruction just brought what he had wanted to bring he you know he just came just brought some of his crop mm -hmm. you know he just brought whatever he felt like bringing mm -hmm. you know yeah so his attitude his motivation wasn't to bring god his best it was just to bring God something, right? I'm supposed to bring something, here you go. But it wasn't his best. So there's some, you know, the commentary about that, other than MacArthur, there's also some disagreement about what the offering was, as you said, mm -hmm. and why Abel's was accepted, but Cain's was not. But regardless, I think that the last part of the verse where it says, sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. That is so powerful because when it says crouching at the door, that just shows me that we are prey. We are out here and the enemy is looking for people who he can devour. Mm -hmm. And sin is like a wild animal in our lives. If we let it take root 
And, you know, if we don't train it, like, I just got a puppy. That that little puppy <laughs> is the cutest thing, but she needs to be trained. Otherwise, she will be out of control and peeing on everything, right? It's yeah. scratching, biting. She's, you know, trying to eat shoes. We can't let her do that. So we have to train her. Mm-hmm. And the, the same the same thing, if we let her go wild, that's, that's how sin is. It's like a wild animal in our lives if we don't take control. And I think that's really what Cain's sin was, is that his disobedience or his nonchalant attitude, his lack of care, his lack of doing his best you know is really what opened up the doorway for further sin and that's what god was saying like watch out watch out because you're going to do this little thing that you think is no big deal not giving me your best which is going to lead to other things which eventually did lead to the murder of his brother so it led to much greater things yeah well it did and so it starts out like i said if you look at four four five right it starts out he says okay he doesn't give him what it was supposed to give him and he had a bad attitude and then you go to five four six (laughs) that's where the anger comes in he's angry so rather than him being repentant for his sinful disobedience right he gets hostile towards god and then that's where he says the Lord says to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen, right? And then he gets hostile towards God. And he can't kill God. Mm-hmm. And he's so he's jealous of his brother who he could kill. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. And so that's where the sin, we've got two sins, right? So he's disobedient will, uh, with not bringing the proper offering. And then you've got the sin of anger towards God. Mm-hmm. And then he's angry towards his brother as well. So towards his neighbor. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. And towards God. I mean, we're talking like a big, big trouble happening here. And then, yeah, bam. So God <laughs> reminded him uh, that he had, if he had obeyed God and offered the animal sacrifices God had required, his sacrifice would have been acceptable. Well, you know, maybe mm-hmm. at least the start of that. Yeah. You know, he still didn't have that that heart that zealous you know mm-hmm. obedience and love you know so but he would have at least maybe had a start of it yeah it's um well it's just like in the, the days that i was describing earlier in the episode in those cheerful mornings i i didn't want to give up the only thing that i knew though that could numb that ache in my heart and just quiet down the noise in my head really quick within a matter of minutes it would get into my bloodstream it was alcohol i didn't want to give that up So I wanted to give God myself, but I didn't want to give him the best of me. I was afraid of what that would look like. Ever feel like that? Yeah. I mean, it's like, I think that I I turned so much over to God. I'm like, okay, God, here is all of this part of my life, but no, I I can do better with this. I'll give you my finances. I'll give you my job, but I I can take care of my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've got this and it's like all of a sudden I don't have this. My kid is running amok or, you know, it's like I'll give you my kids and, and my finances and, you know, but I'll take care of my marriage, yeah. you know, and it's like I, I, I need to I need to turn every every piece of my life to God if I want things to work according to his will. Mm hmm. You know, here, take everything, everything I have, and I have to give him all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't hold anything back. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, that's, I love the exposition that you gave there coming from the MacArthur Bible. And it's a really beautiful book. And 
so many explanations about these verses and cross-references and definitely recommend that. Um, that's where we got a lot of the background information about Cain. So, you know, back to my story, those cheerful, regret-filled mornings, I was bringing God something. And actually, I felt like I was bringing God the best that I could give. I thought I was giving, going the extra mile. But then at some point, when I was on my way home, I would get distracted. I would get diverted and I would swing by the liquor store. So for me, the problem wasn't that I didn't want to change or that I didn't trust God. I brought my morning sacrifices sometimes, but it was never going to be my best. If God was king of my heart only in the mornings and vodka was king of my heart in the evenings. So it was never going to work because with that lifestyle, that pattern that I had created, I allowed all manner of sin to creep into my life and into my home, which is that that's the sin that's crouching at the door. There it was. I allowed it because I wasn't giving God my best. So it came in the front door. And, you know, in future podcasts, we'll talk about how we can get rid of all those those layers uh, that, that happen when we allow sin to come into our door. But uh, that was definitely something that I allowed. But God gives second chances. He's the, he, there are no, there, unlimited chances, not just second chances, but he gave Cain a second chance, too. Yeah, some other scripture that I bring to light here is uh, Numbers uh, thirty-two twenty-three. But if you fail to keep your word, then you will have sinned against the Lord, and you may be sure that your sin will find you out. Right? Yeah. Well, because Cain had the instructions. He knew what the expectations of God were, to bring an acceptable sacrifice. But he he did. He brought a sacrifice, but that was... That was his sin against the Lord. He didn't bring the best. And God knows. God knows when we do these things. And God knows when our hearts and our motive are not pure. And that was evident to God. And even though he asked Cain the question, why why are you so sad? He knew. God knew exactly. But God does that. He gives us questions in our heart to to, um, stir our spirit and to direct our thinking. Well, yeah. Uh, what's that word uh, where you look into yourself? Oh, introspective. Introspective. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Um, fifth one. I love this scripture here. Yeah. So Job eleven fourteen. Get rid of your sins and leave all inequity behind you. Then your face will brighten with innocence. You will be strong and free of fear. Gosh, I love that. I love that. Um, it's like, okay, I will go get rid of them if I can be brightened with innocence, uh, with innocence, strong and free of fear. Yeah, take it. It's not that easy. But this says to me, hope, just like the sweatshirt that I was wearing the other day. <laughs> You're be- wearing it today. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize. I thought I was wearing the one that said faith. <laughs> um, yeah, I am wearing it today, you know, and I know I have so many clothes that say faith or hope, or I have one that says Jesus too, but yeah, hope, (laughs) you know? Um, And I was attacked on the way over here. It's like, I had my finger smashed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had my leg messed up. You know, it was a bad attack by the enemy. Oh, the thunderstorm, it was crazy. Yeah, Yeah. I have my hope sweatshirt on, you know? And I (laughs) hope my day is better. (laughs) But yeah, it's like, my face will brighten with innocence. I will be strong and free of fear. And I mean, just there's so much hope in mm. this scripture. And it's like, but I need to get rid of my sins and leave all inequity behind me. But again, it's just another promise. Another, 
the Bible is so filled with promise. Right. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's beautiful because I think that when, for instance, in the pattern that I was describing earlier, that spiral that constantly, I mean, you can't imagine the amount of work. I mean, maybe you can. If you're listening to the podcast, you could probably relate to the amount of work that it takes to plan for your drinking, to hide your drinking, to order your day so that you'll be home in time for drinking, to taking care of yourself in the next morning because of drinking. It's a full-time job. Being an alcoholic is a full-time job, especially a functioning alcoholic, right? <laughs> yeah, a functional alcoholic, which, I mean, we were, we both were. Right. Uh, as functional as you can be. But how nice it is, though, how nice it is, like that verse says, not to have to worry about that, to be okay. If you get a call in the middle of the night that your teenager needs a ride home, you can get in the car and go get them right away because you're not drunk. That's a blessing. Those are little things that maybe some people who don't struggle with this wouldn't understand. But we know how nice it is to wake up in the morning Mm -hmm. into a clean kitchen because we (laughs) haven't passed out drunk the night before and we were able to do the dishes, right? All of these things give us brightness. They give us hope. Like you said, we're not fearful about being found out. There's, There's because there's nothing to find out. So if you're stuck in that spiral, I want to tell you that there is always a way back to the beginning. When I say beginning, I'm not referring to another day one, okay? I'm sure you've had enough of those. I know I have. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the beginning, a place where, like in Genesis, where you were wholly receptive to our Creator, to God, like you were like a child, and you trust completely, and you love without reservation, and you're looking, you're you're listening to this podcast today because your heart is after His, mm-hmm. and God is always ready to receive your sacrifice. We are in a spiritual battle, my friends. You will need to make some changes. You will, both in your mindset and in your actions, and it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. No, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough, but good news. The good news is God never loses a battle. No, he doesn't. You know, that makes me think of Romans 6, 12. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads you to death. You can choose to obey God, which leads to right, righteous living. Hmm. Wow. That yeah. is strong. It's strong. Yeah. Don't you realize you become a slave, whatever you choose to obey? You know, you master uh, whatever time you spend thinking about, you know, um, whatever you think about, that's your master. Right. Right. You know, um, that's your God, Mm -hmm. like whatever, whether, you know, if you watch TV more than anything else, then that's your God. Like it could be a TV computer. It could be alcohol, drugs, work. Yeah. Work, Oreo cookies, whatever. No, it can't be Oreo cookies. Yes, it can. It can. (laughs) It can be the Lorna Lorna Dune cookies. Oh, those are so good. You know, whatever you put the most time and effort in, it could be your idol. And that's, you know, that's the thing. Like, if you're thinking about that more than you're thinking about God, if you're thinking about that more than you're thinking about worship, you know, or God, or whatever you put before God is your idol, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's, you know, people do that. They put, they put their, their husbands and wives before God and then therefore they've made their spouse their God Mm -hmm. you know and that's what makes their marriage fail you know and and so that's that's you know the thing do not give into sinful desires don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey you know and that's that's scary that's a scary thought right there and it also it just affirms that it is a choice you know who we obey what we obey Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that's uh that's very true so i also wanted to bring up one more verse before we close out Mm -hmm. 
uh, and it comes from Hosea, the book of Hosea, mm -hmm. chapter 6, verse 6. And this verse says, I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. Mm -hmm. So when we think back to Cain's offering, even if he had brought an animal, as scholars think, okay, that's what he was supposed to bring. If he had brought an animal, but didn't have his heart in the right place, his motivation motivation would have undone him. His sin would have been found out because when you're just doing something to do it, like just going to church on Sunday, because that's what you've always done. You know, why? Because sometimes taking communion, not really thinking about what it really is that you're partaking in. This is a really serious sacrament that you're partaking in. And if you do it, if you take it with your heart or your actions in the wrong place, like you're not living the right life, you're, you know, you're just eating and drinking con condemnation on yourself. But to encourage you, though, I do want to encourage you with this declaration. Our declaration for this particular episode is... And we'd love, this. we'd love it if you would say this every day this week. I am accepted and loved by God. Hmm. I want to say that. I am accepted and loved by God. Amen. Yes, I am accepted and loved by God. That feels good. It does feel good. I am accepted and loved by God. Mm -hmm. So please write that down. Put that in your planner or on your phone or somewhere where you can listen to that. Say it to yourself several times throughout the day. Maybe set a timer for a few times throughout the day, but you really need to let that sink in, okay? Because no matter what mistakes you have made or what you feel about your past, here's what God says. I accept you and I love you. And I want you to know them, to know me. God wants you to know him. He says, I want you to know me more than I want your offerings. That's straight from the Word of God. So I do have a prayer that I'd like to say right now. And then Denise is going to offer us some questions to think about through the week. You might want to save these questions for your journal. If you journal, I highly recommend it if you don't. But let me go ahead and start us in prayer. Creator God, thank you for accepting our sacrifices, no matter how small they are. And thank you for fighting our unseen battles. God, you protect us in ways we're not even aware of. Even now, we're under your banner of protection. God, please help us today to let go of whatever hinders us from giving you our best and defeat any attempt by the enemy on the enemy's part that tries to keep us from you. And we ask this in your son's precious holy name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so do you have some questions for listeners that they might want to journal about? Sure. What area in your life is holding you back from giving your best to God? What are you afraid of happening if you give him complete control? What would you lose? What would you gain? Mm, wow. Yeah, I love those questions um, because, you know, it's a really important thing to think about. There are a lot of times where we think about what we're not going to be able to do anymore. And when really there's a freedom that comes from um listening to God and doing your best and from the, the freedom is going to open up for you when you have so many choices for what you can do now you're going to gain you're going to gain so much mm -hmm. so we're going to post a copy of this devotional and the podcast link onto our website mm -hmm. if you visit renewedmindlife.net yep okay and um, that's our new website you can subscribe to our devotional you can read our blog 
You can follow our podcast. You can see our Instagram. You can subscribe to our Twitter, our Facebook. <laughs> yep. We're we're taking over, man. Yep. <laughs> I spent two days last week uh, making our new website. And uh, yeah, I had some downtime. So it's great. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, have a very blessed week. And please remember you are accepted and loved by God. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.